Welcome to the Wellness Wheel. I'm Liz Huggins, your host. And I wanted to talk to you today about the stages of grief because there's been a lot of uh, loss and change happening in our world. And I'm talking to quite a few people who have experienced that loss or those changes. And although it has been a while, for some reason they've gotten in the message from somewhere that their process is taking too long, which is foolish. Because the truth of the matter is, all of us go through the grieving process at different times. All of us take different approaches to how we handle loss or change. The one thing that we all have in common is we will go through the stages of grieving. Now, the Kubler-Ross model used to talk about the five stages of grief. Grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now they have modified that to include shock, which is that initial feeling you get when you find out something is going to drastically change or that you have an illness or that one of your family or friends or loved ones has a serious illness, we do kind of get paralyzed and and try to figure out why why is this happening or is this real? And that's the very first stage. And we all will experience it. The next stage is denial. Trying to avoid the inevitable. If I don't think about it, it is not happening. These things don't happen to me. I don't have to change. This news is, they must have made a mistake. However we can justify pushing it away from us is also very normal. Then there comes anger. We get really upset with everything and everybody connected to us and to this situation. Again, it's a temporary thing, so if you are experiencing it, or if you are the recipient of someone who is in the grieving stages, it is so important to give them that secure place where they can express their anger and their frustration and know that you'll be there for them no matter what. Then there is bargaining. Well, if I could put this off until, you know, if I could put this off until I get to see my child graduate, if I could not move until after I get uh, been at this job for a few years, if we can delay this illness until they've come out with a new cure, which they're working on now, whatever we can think of to prolong the inevitable, whether it's change or it's death or whatever it is. Then there's depression. Now we're in the stage where, okay, this this is happening. 
I am going to have to leave my friends, leave my family, adjust to a new place, adjust to not having someone I care about with me anymore, adjust to the fact that I may not be here for much longer. And now I feel bad, okay? Now I'm unhappy, I'm isolating myself, I'm feeling lost, I may be crying a lot, or I may be sleeping a lot, or I may just decide that I'm going to disconnect. One of the newer phases that they've added is testing. This is where, okay, I've gone through my shock and denial and anger and bargaining and depression. Now I have to figure out, is there a solution to this problem? Is there a way that I can make this transition a little bit more easy? Uh, Is there a way I can make this loss a little bit more meaningful? You know, is there a way to make it count? And so you're looking for solutions. And then finally, there's acceptance. That's when we find our way to start moving forward again whether it's forward with treatments if it's an illness or forward with making arrangements to to move or to change jobs to adjust to a new family member who has to come live with us whatever the change may be whatever this this loss may be we are all going to experience but now we're at the place where we can finally say, okay, this is happening, this is real, and now I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move forward. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because of the number of people that I have met in the last few months who have dealt with the news that they had to change jobs because their place of employment was closing down, or they've had to accept that someone they care about, or even they themselves, have an illness that may not be able to be cured, and they need to be able to deal with it. I met a woman just the other day who last uh, Sunday, she told me that she had lost her husband nine years ago and she started to get upset as she was telling me about it and then she began to apologize because it's been nine years and she doesn't know why she still gets choked up and she well it's perfectly normal for her to get choked up obviously they had a wonderful relationship she was very happy with him and when she thinks of what she lost it makes her sad. That There's nothing wrong or abnormal about that. There's no need to apologize. Grief is one of these things that just, it's a cycle. And we'll be going along and we'll be feeling fine and then we won't. And that's okay. Our job is to take care of ourselves, to acknowledge our feelings, and to have someone that we can talk to or someone we can just go sit 
say, I really don't want to talk. I just need to sleep or I just need to sit and have a cup of coffee and, and I just want someone around. We can be that for someone. What we never want to do is we never want to try to tell somebody, you are doing this wrong. You should be over this by now. You can't demean somebody or shame somebody into changing how they feel. The key is that we are here to be a support system, not to judge. And since it is something we will all experience, I highly recommend that you, if you are in the midst of this, that you find someone you can talk to or someone you can stop by and say, I don't want to talk, I just want to sit and know that you are safe. And it doesn't matter if it's a week after the news or the event has happened or a year or nine years. This is your process. It is individual and it is okay. And you are okay. This is Liz Huggins from the Wellness Wheel. Please feel free to contact me at eyhuggins at gmail.com if you have any questions or topics you would like covered. And remember, you are valued, you are loved, and the world is a better place with you in it. Thank you.